Welcome to the Outdoor Country Talk Podcast, hosted by Jacob Poole and Jeremy Shaw, where we bring country living and the great outdoors together. Welcome back to another episode of Outdoor Country Talk with Jacob and Jeremy. Jake, I think this is the first time you and I, with our guests, have been in the studio. With every one of the guests in the studio, yes. Yeah, we, that's our we very did first one time. With, with the Freak Boys where Matt was in, but Daniel's Daniel was out. Not. And, yeah, you and I have been together, the guests have been on the phone, but yeah, this is our very first time. I'm not sure if this is a good thing or not, but we'll we'll see for the end. Oh, it's going to be a good thing. It's a lot of beards and a lot of ugly faces around this table. <laughs> <laughs> and we are in the in the Outdoor Country Talk studio on the pool table tonight. So We are. Set up. We're going to. If we can keep everybody from trying to, you know, make a shot, we'll be good tonight. Oh, I believe we'll we'll master it. Yep. So this is something that uh, that we've been talking about for for a little while. Um, actually, my wife gave me the idea about it, and uh, we were talking about since you know Charbro's our duck camp. For everyone that doesn't doesn't know what Charbro's Landing is in Holly Bluff, Mississippi, and so we thought about putting a series together, talking about how we started hunting up there, how we got to Shaw Bros, and then, you know, just telling stories and talking about the times we've had up there. And um, so we've, we'll try to try to get it in order, but we have got Judd Honey and Gary Burris with us tonight. Guys, how are y'all? Doing good, man. <clears throat> Doing good. Long day. Doing good, yeah. though. Yeah. Cold, Cold wet mean. day. We're going to add another another hour to it so hopefully y'all be all right (laughs) but you know to go back and and to follow up on that a little bit you know the really the idea for us doing this show you could track back to sharp bros yeah so that's another reason for us doing it i mean our our delta waterfowl chapter kind of spawned from there us sitting around the campfire telling stories and and making stories and having a good time and cutting up and you know some of the it's unbelievable how how friendship spawned from something like that and I mean, just us getting together from back then, you know, I know a lot of us knew each other before that, but, you know, there's guys that we talk to dang near on a daily basis now that pretty much just spawned out of, you know, a hunt camp. Yeah, that's right. And um, Well, we talked about it earlier. We're looking at, what, a seven-year group text going to where we've we've had a few new ones come in, a a few go out every once in a while, and then people kind of filter back through, and there's a lot of really good information that gets passed through there and a lot of really – Stuff we'll just kind of leave off the record. (laughs) Well, I think as he worded it earlier, as he said that, uh, you know, we can be on track and then all of a sudden we run off in the ditch real quick. So (laughs) we could talk about, you know, water levels, what the ducks are doing, and then three text messages later. I'm trying to sell a vehicle. (laughs) Anybody got any advice? Well, also, the good thing about the message group that we've got is we've got people in Tennessee, we've got people in North Mississippi. You yeah. know, you got people down here. You got people in Louisiana. So it's, I mean, it's we've the got whole little Shedler. He's yeah. he's hanging out down south of us. Yeah, look, right. he has a boat now, so he's dangerous. Well, he's always had a boat, but he's no, got a he boat has usable a, to us. He That's has right. a duck hunting boat. Well, That's he right. also has a condo. That we've never been to. We've seen pictures. <laughs> I mean, but that's about as close as we've ever been. I, I haven't even so. seen the pictures yet. I can't wait to get him on here. You know, I know he's going to be probably a couple episodes from now. But uh, y'all know, I, I went wait. to the beach this year, and I was right beside his condo and never knew it, and he was there. Really? No way. Yes. We were at the airport the same Dang time the other day. Man. We didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all. Whenever every time we go to New Orleans, he's just right around the corner. You just don't know he's yeah. there. <laughs> He's not. He's not in New Orleans anymore. Remember, he no, he's he right. He's Yeah, yep. So, kind of getting back, this pat. Well, summer before last, 
um, I was thinking about this when we were starting to uh, to get this to get this series going. I guess with Shaw Bros. Um, summer before last, I put together a video, and it was something that we were we were playing around with with Duck South and and all that. And and the question came up, or kind of the I guess it was a challenge more or less, wasn't it, Jake? We called them challenges each week. But yeah, when we were doing the pro staff deal. Yeah, and um, so it came up. And I think if I can remember correctly exactly what it was, it was who has influenced you or motivated you throughout your hunting career, say. And so I was sitting there thinking about that, and, and I know everybody here has seen a video, and I'm going to probably share it on uh, on our um, Outdoor Country Talk Facebook page. But whenever, I, you know, that was kind of posed to me, I was like, look, and, and I asked the question, like, does it have to be one person? They're like, oh, yeah, need to be. I'm like, well, it can't be for me. And, um, I mean, y'all have all seen the video, but it, it just went back to the, the whole group of the, of the Shaw Bros guys. You know, I went through pictures and old stuff and kind of just put it together because to me, I mean, a hunting camp and that just, it, it's, it's, we influence off of each other. We motivate each other, you know, we give each other hard times, but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we're all doing it out of, out of friendship, the fellowship we get oh, yeah. and, Absolutely. and all that. So, you know, and that's what kind of, whenever we were talking about this idea, I'm like, heck yeah, that's going to be a, that's going to be something good. Something we'll enjoy talking about to each other. I mean, hopefully the audience will like it, but I guarantee we'll, we'll enjoy talking about it with each other. So, Judd, I guess we'll start with you. Um, back, I don't remember what year it was. I remember you telling me that you were hunting up there, and I duck hunted a little bit when I was young. You know, well, I guess me and you started off by getting into motocross. That was yeah. where we kind of started off, and um, I don't even know if it was before that. Oh, man, I can't. I, I can't even remember we exactly. Were, we were in always our teens. That's I mean, right. We were. We were. Youngsters. I was dating a girl from ASC, and yeah, I remember you always coming over there to school, <clears> and we got to got to talking and hanging out with each other back then. Right. And then it just kind of you know our friendship stayed evolved together. and stayed yeah. together, and yeah, you were just always good company, and I enjoyed it. You know, you were one of the guys that never got tired of me talking <laughs> about waterfowl, or you know, just kind of yep. That's that's who I like to stick around, and uh, he's passionate about things, and. Um, and uh, you know, just just someone that has the drive and the desire and the wants, and I guess a little bit obsessed is what you would yeah. say. As yeah. A, and, and I know I I'm a I guess it's an it's an issue in my household sometimes, but I've learned to not talk <laughs> all about of it. ours. Yeah, <laughs> that's every household. Just don't talk about it much. Yeah, I mean, I'm them. sure when you started making your own duck calls, that didn't strike <laughs> yeah, out a, there at twelve o'clock in the night, blowing on them, testing them out. Yeah, it gets old. But I tried to you know build the shop as far as away from the house, and my wife couldn't hear <laughs> yeah. it. So. Yeah. <laughs> but but the Shaw Bros itself, I would say, out of our whole group that we have, you were kind of. Yeah, the, not necessarily the start of it, but you right. you got up there before got, everybody. I else. got up there with a um, group of guys that was, um, well, Mitch Newman was a, a friend of my brother's. They've been like friends forever. I mean, since they were, you know, in diapers and everything, and they pretty much we had a yearly dove hunt that we would go have it at the house and uh, make a big deal out of it and have breakfast and have everybody there year every year and uh, met a guy named Garrett Now. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to state with Mitch in the forestry uh, yeah. school. Well, anyway, I always wanted I, – I, I grew up duck hunting and everything, but I, I really wanted to hunt, you know, I guess green tree timber hunts. That's what I wanted to do. And the closest yeah. place I could find was in the Delta. Well, then I got to hearing Garrett talking about they were fixing to get in a club that was in Holly Bluff, Mississippi. So I told him, I said, he's asked that I want in. It was like 300 bucks. 
Yeah. And, you know, the camp house and that was all, you know, it was all public land hunting. So I said, sure, that's fine. So I get, I go, me and Josh both go up there and um, get in this camp. And it was probably in like 2006, I want to say probably. I was right out yeah. of high school. I mean, yeah. um, I felt like I didn't, I wasn't, you know, sports and everything was, um, you know, I guess a, a an issue anymore. And um, so we get up there um start hunting and that's where it started and then it just eventually all you know every time somebody would get out next thing you know i'm the only one left and all my buddies are in yeah i mean i just kept winning winning through them and Mm -hmm. you know well i remember you know i I hung out with with you and then then gary wayne a bunch back then and i remember y'all i guess gary wayne you went up there how how many years after that i think my first trip was oh nine Maybe probably. I was thinking oh eight or oh nine. Yeah, I think like it was oh nine. Maybe the oh eight oh nine season. Yeah, like, you came after Christmas. I want to say the first year or something because the duck, it was good. Yeah, it was yeah, it was cold. It was cold, yeah. and it may have been the nine oh nine ten season is when I went up there. Okay. Yeah, and I remember I remember y'all telling me about it, and um, so if I remember correctly, before I ever went up there. I mean, like I say, I I duck hunted some, but it was more or less shooting wood ducks off the pond, shooting off. I never really experienced that. I mean, it's always something I wanted to do, but just never. Really, really, I mean, nobody in my that's family. That's how we ever, all got started. Yeah, I mean, of, nobody know. in my family ever did it. And so, um, I can't remember if it was that season or not. But anyway, y'all told me we were we were going to duck hunt at your house. That's one right. Night. Yeah, that was that was probably maybe a year or two after that. I think it was the next year. Yeah, I remember y'all the next t- year. y'all were telling me about. Yeah, we, kind about, of, we started wood duck hunting up there in the sloughs and Garyways. Yeah, y'all were y'all were going to the Delta, and then I think the end of that year I hunted at your house, and then maybe the next season it was. That may have been it, right? But um, so that was the year that you got in with him, right? That's right. Yeah, the, the very next year. Yeah, I don't think I really got in that. No, you year. just kind of just felt. I it, think I was just, a, just yeah. a, one of the guess. guys that just hopped in the truck. So hey, I'll I'll ride up there with right. you. Help on gas. <laughs> you don't want, yeah, help on gas. Yeah. You don't want to hunt alone. Yeah, the freeloader. but i remember then whenever we got i mean the camp so give everybody kind of a backstory what the camp is you know it's not some luxurious place which most camps aren't but i mean even today it's nothing luxurious but so i remember the the camp itself is old schoolhouse what's the sign it's like 1874 holly bluff consolidated school yeah i think that's what it is yeah Yeah, it's very very old old yeah building yeah it's old center block building brick building and um so it's like one big building, and then half of it, the uh, the guy that owned the place, he kind of kept that for himself. Then the other half is what we use for the hunting camp. So well, how many square feet would you say we had, Judd, on our side? 1,500? Yeah, 15, something yeah, like that? At the, most. at the most. Yeah, and you had probably 1,000 of that was, was a living room in the kitchen. Right, the hangout area. And, um, and then you'd, you'd go down the hall, had a little mud room on the left, bathroom, and then, then two bedrooms. And well, I remember going up there then, and I didn't know a soul in it, but but you two guys. But I remember all we had was like mattresses on the floor, <laughs> and then the other room we never even really went into. Yeah, I we remember. never went in. That was like the the do Caesar's, not go in. Yeah, Caesar's, Caesar's Palace, Palace is what still yeah. wrote on that door. There was a ghost in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember that, and then um, and that's kind of I guess after that year, that would have been maybe the ten season. Um, that's whenever, you know, we first started, started going up there and hunting. I guess the, the season before that, that I went up there, that was when you killed your first banded duck, right? Oh, don't get me started. Don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was the season before that. And, uh, that was a, you know, everybody calls it duck hunting 
and I called it duck hunting forever, but now it's just duck adventures because every yeah. hunt you go on is an adventure. Oh yeah. And that morning that we killed that I that I killed that man at duck that Judd and everybody else missed, <laughs> I missed him three times. <laughs> By the way, but anyway, oh, I'll go ahead and I like it. You, I like oh, that you got that it. thrown in there real yeah. real smooth. <laughs> there. I took my head off, but you know, no, I'm just kidding. Hey, you had a fair chance. I did. I did. So, but anyway, that morning it was so cold that we made a fire. Uh-huh. on a tree over the water and we were the hunting the tree was wet and, yes. and, and, and y'all were hunting in the in the sunflower green tree that's right, right? yeah might not have should have said that but you know oh, it'll be all right. i don't think anything's a secret these <laughs> we, days. we built it in a boat yeah <laughs> but yeah judge, judge shot the duck three times and i just i just kind of just leaned over and shot and he fell and went picked him up and had a little piece of jewelry on him i'll be dang he told me that i said you're kidding come on man <laughs> First year really ever hunting. Yeah, right. I think it was just like third duck ever. Yeah. You know, and, and, and then 10 years later, I had never killed another one. <laughs> oh, I've been hunting since 94 and hadn't killed one. So, you know. Yeah, I haven't killed one. I've overall. lost a coin toss more than once. So, been on hunts where they've been killed, but just never. Yeah, I have to. Never, I, never I actually won that, that coin toss. You know, the birds are getting out of there and you got one over the top of the blind and everybody's shooting forward and you shot behind the blind mm-hmm. and killed one. And, you yeah. know, there's no yep. question kind of deal. Yep. <clears throat> So, staying with that time frame, I, I remember, I'm trying to remember the first time, okay, the first time I went hunting up there was the um, the time that we found the Great Oak Hole. Hmm. I think y'all had hunted it one time. I, I don't know, man. I know me and Scotty Dunham went scouting and found that place and said we would try it. I don't even know who else was with me. Was that when we found a great oak hole, or was that the hole behind it? Mm-mm. No, I, I hunted the hole behind it, so y'all had found it the we we a little we bit hunted before the great that. oak hole for like a year. That's right. And knew yeah. the birds were landing in, yeah. in that long yeah. hole yeah. over there to the yeah. to the I guess the east. Right. And um, I mean, we see thousands of birds land over there. We just couldn't ever get to it. It was so ter- you know, thick and mm-hmm. lots of button woods. And um, but anyway, um, go ahead. So I remember. So we get in, and, man, I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, I just knew I was going duck hunting. And so I remember we uh, we go up to the camp. We get, uh, heck, like, probably fashionably late like we always are. And um, so I remember us getting up there. We probably got us, what, three, four hours of sleep probably. Maybe. Maybe. And, uh, <laughs> Maybe. And I don't remember us getting out there terribly early. I would say. You well, know, that's what, why we started us. hunting the great oak holes because we could sleep an extra hour. Yeah, or two, you know, because the green tree you had to be there at one o'clock in the morning uh-huh. if you well, wanted to kill ducks. Let's back up a little bit. On the ride up there, we always stop at a store on the way to camp. Yeah. And I think your first hunt, we said, get you some snacks. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I remember this story. The exact words was, "I'm not a big snacker." That's right. So. Jeremy didn't have any snacks with him. All right, I'll, I'll feed off of that. So we uh, we get out there. I guess it was maybe four o'clock, something like that, four four thirty. <laughs> and um, I just bought a new pair of waders. I had like the first time we hunted at your house. I had on my dad's uh, plastic waders. Yeah, pretty much, I, I like used- a Walmart grocery sack. Is about <laughs> as right. I, I pretty much use them for ride. Is what I use them for. <clears> and um. So anyway, the weekend before that, I went to Vans, bought me some brand new waders, and um, so we start we we you know get all these decoys in a bag, and I think I probably got maybe tasked with toting them. I don't remember. So we walk and we walk and we walk, and I'm like, my lord, and um, 
I'm tripping on Cypress knees. I'm, you know, the rookie of the bunch. And so I remember getting there. And if I remember right, Ace was with us. I'm wasn't sure. He? Yes, I'm sure he was. He yep. And um, was. and that was your your black lab mm-hmm. that you had then. And um, so we get out there, and I remember it was one little group of of button willows to the left, one to the right. I mean, it was distinctively that's where you got. I mean, because mm-hmm. it was wallered out. Right. That's that was where <laughs> you got. And uh, so I remember, you know, throwing decoys. Didn't know what in the world I was doing. I didn't know where I needed to throw them. Whatever, just throw them out there. So um. And if I remember right, I mean, we had a good hunt that morning. I mean, I don't, I don't well, really yeah, I mean, remember. Yeah, we always come that. out of there with, you know, at least eight to ten birds. Yeah. Yeah. Every time we hunted. Yeah, I mean, I don't ever remember having a bad hunt out of there. I um, love that hole, but the thing I hate about it was everything you had to do in the water was, was out, out of the boat. P-Row. Yep. And so did we take it in there that morning? Well, it was, no, locked I, it was still I had, there. I had That's it right. in there locked on the tree. Yeah. That's right. I kept decoys in there. Yep. The boat. I was always afraid that somebody was going to go in there and uh, shoot, shoot the, bottom, the, of the, shoot the bottom of the boat out, you know, but a lot of people wanted to go into that hole from the totally opposite side of it, but I don't we know. never figured that out. Right. I don't know why, but. So I remember having, having a good hunt there. And then I don't remember what we did during the day, but okay. So I do remember we, we came back and scouted and we scouted that hole to the east of there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember us walking through, you know, gosh, that was probably, what, two or 300 yards of mud, that little trail going through the woods. I remember that. And we got right there to the edge of those buttonwoods. You couldn't see the hole yet, but I remember you could hear ducks oh, yeah. for days. Oh, yeah, yeah. For days, I mean. And I think we started going through there and um, and then breaking limbs or something, and they just got up. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think we had to cut our way was in there. Was that the next morning we hunted it? And we yeah. Was, with the one mallard in that group of gadwall, was that the same that's, morning? Yeah, that's it. And then the yeah. guys come in on the far end? And those guys come in from the north end. We were like, that's how right. where did they get up there? They were hunting right inside the trees. Yeah, that's right. right there. And they were calling them down that. Yeah. Little a, valley or whatever it was. Yeah, like a little channel, like a little creek running into it. Yeah, pretty much. A little run out or something like that. Yeah. But they, them guys apparently were shooting lead. I mean, they were shooting above <laughs> the trees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. They were smoking them. You don't we think they we, were we legal? Know, yeah. We were, you know, just your novice duck hunter to them guys. Yeah. I remember we had a we had a pretty good hunt that morning. I remember killing mallards there because I remember that's the ones that were I look. I, I go back through and look at pictures pretty often. I remember seeing yeah, seeing right. Gary. I, I had a picture of him like water. walking out across that hole, right. like yep. mud and water yep. up. Oh yeah, up yeah. Your chest yeah. nearby. Yeah, that mud man. That was some good pictures out of that hole. That's yeah, right. it, it was really pretty. was. Yep. back. Uh huh. Well, the great oak in your. That was before iPhone. No. I think, I think you may have been the only one. I had an iPhone. I remember I got one of the first ones at AT and T. AT and T come out with iPhone. I had one. I'm just kidding. So anyway, I, I remember pictures of that, and um, I remember a glove cutting moment out yeah. of that hole. Yeah, runny nose. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think the, I don't think nose was it. But <laughs> I'm betting nose was not it. Um, Takes a lot of talent. You know. <laughs> Water four, four foot deep. I remember Gary Wade come up to me shaking. You've got to get your pocket knife and cut this glove quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad it was a little dry piece of land behind us. Oh, oh yes. man. But uh yeah, that was my first experience <laughs> up there and that was I I think that was actually close to the end of season. Yeah, was it was my probably first. Le- it know, was like one of the last two or, weekends or something. Yeah. And we may have hunted one weekend after that, I don't remember. But that was pretty much my first exposure to it. 
And then, so that season went by. And if I'm not mistaken, the next season is kind of when we started getting more people into it. That's right. What do you remember, Judd? Well, you know, it's all a little bit of a blur. But yeah, that was a, that was a while back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was ten years ago. I guess I don't even something know. something like that. Something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I mean, all the guys we just kept getting friends a little bit along. I kept bringing. I wanted. I wanted people to experience the things that I had experienced uh, in in waterfowl uh, in hunting and hunting. And anyway, it just it was just something that I was very passionate about it and i really wanted more people to experience this and you know some guys i'd bring and they didn't care about it you know and and those those guys you know they moved on they didn't like the cold or yeah. being wet or having to drag decoys in yeah or, i mean know. sweating and it wasn't for the faint of heart <laughs> no but you know and like i said that's where i got i got more out of that and seeing all my buddies enjoy it and um just the things that we experienced and i mean just Seeing the dogs work and watching the birds come in and um, anyway, that's what I, I I got out of it and I and I and I know that a lot of my buddies and I, and you know the duck hunting back then seemed like it was better but I think we were just young and didn't care I don't know, man it it and I think about those days all the time like man it was so easy yeah for us to go out there scratch out a few birds by nine o'clock. Go back to the camp, eat breakfast, eat, bis- eat biscuits and eggs. Yeah, and- I mean it's it's so much different now than it was, and you didn't have to worry about people. Well, then, you know, then we then I guess we, we we wanted it a little bit easier, so we started hunting these WMAs. That's that's kind of where I felt like yeah. we went to after we, you know, hunted the public land and got tired of waking up at one o'clock in the morning or whatever, two o'clock. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, when you drove up on Fridays, you never slept. No, no. we'd get to the camp at eleven. If o'clock. we wanted to kill mallards, that yeah. was the thing. You had to get up. You know, or, or leave the house, drive two and a half hours, and, and drive straight to the hole. So it really didn't even, you didn't need to, you know, you'd be more tired, it seemed like, mm-hmm. if you, you know, went to sleep for an hour. Or yeah. I'd always felt that way. Um, if I remember right, the very, the next season, opening weekend of the next season, and this may be wrong time frame, but you and I, we hadn't been up there any to scout the, the you know, for the weekends prior. So our, our plans was great up cold opening morning. Mm-hmm. So we get up there. I guess that would have been Thanksgiving night. We get right. up there fashionably about ten o'clock. And uh, I remember you saying, "When you go look at it, when you go see how much water's in it, make sure everything's good." So we walk in there. I had about a fifty cent flashlight, and you may have had a seventy five cent flashlight. <laughs> Probably my phone one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we had no gun. I had a pocket knife. Did we drag the boat in that night? No, uh, I'm probably I probably did take a boat in the night yeah, before. Usually, because I could we beat, may I could, have I could beat say whoever you know. We may have, there. but I remember standing on the bank, right there at the Great Oak, or right there where that big cypress tree was, and I remember a wood duck got up. I guess it was you know roosting in there. And as soon as that wood duck got up, we heard pig squeal. It was between me. It was between us and the truck. That's right. And I remember looking at each other and said, "What are we gonna do?" We ain't got uh, well. Yeah, I guess we're gonna go back out the same way we came in and see how this plays out. <laughs> we'll growl at them. I don't know, but I do remember that man. It was it was like the god awfulest noise. I mean, we were standing there. Well, that we, we, we growing up in Abbott County, we ain't really experienced pigs. No, until yeah, not you know, then, not then anyway. Yeah, we <clears> now know. you go <laughs> you around, around the any bend yeah. and there's a pig yep. now. You know, but uh, but that second season, 
um, for me was really where I, I think that's when I killed killed my first mallard up there and um, really just turned me on to it, I guess. You know, obviously, you know, the first time I went, I knew it was something I was going to, you know, keep doing. And uh, But that second season is kind of whenever we got more established up there at the camp. We actually brought our own furniture in, if I remember correctly. That's right. Yeah, We bought us a bunk bed. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were high rolling. At 10 o'clock at 20, night. $25. <laughs> the lady that we were buying it from was going to a Halloween party. Oh, oh gosh. And we were missing about three quarters of the parts to That's it. That's right. And duct tape held that uh-huh. thing together. Still to this day, <laughs> Still to this years. day, I think duct tape is. Where is that bunk bed now? Is it at Holly Blunt? It's got to be. Yep, it's in it's in the other room of the Caesar's Palace. Right. Yeah, that's right. So one story I remember, um, I think it was maybe going into the third season. I know we're kind of skipping around here, but that's fine. Um, so Mr. Joe Woodard, he owned the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking at Mr. Joe, you wouldn't think he was much of a workout man. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember laying in that bunk bed – I think he got somebody else in there at night to run for it. <laughs> it must have been about one. I mean, it was before we woke up. It was so. probably two thirty. Yeah, two, you know, two, two, two thirty. I mean, we was always up by three. It scared me to death one night. I we hear what was going dum, on. Dum, yeah. dum, dum, and I'm like, somebody's breaking through the wall. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen here, but something's going to get us. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Joe, he was probably what in his seventies then, maybe it had to have been. He is on the treadmill, and his part of the, you know, like we said, the, the camp was broken in half, and he had his part. He was on the treadmill running. 2.30. 2.30 in the morning, and I'm like, I don't know. I thought it was a dream, and, uh, <laughs> and woke up, and, yeah, that was one of the. Yeah, he did power cleans and, and ran the treadmill. <laughs> I, think, I think it was. You can hear the, the dumbbells. 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> Ding. Yeah. Oh, man. But then, kind of getting back. You know, that's kind of when, I guess that time frame, about my second season going up there, I guess y'all's third or fourth or something like that, was really when Charbro's kind of got established. That's right. That's I mean, right. I mean, it was established before we got there. Yeah, the, guy, the guys that were there before had named it. But, well, it was a, it was apparently a landing that they used to bring grain to. Right, yeah. Right, right there oh, yeah. off of the what, Sunflower, Sunflower River. River. Yeah. And uh, they, they called it Charbro's Landing. And, um, anyway, the guy – I think his guy was named Bradley Lum. Yeah, was his name. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He kind of he kind of did some did some uh, research on the area, and he came up with that name. And there might be another Strawberries Landing uh, Duck Club Maybe. a mile down the road. I don't know, but that's where. Yep. And we just kind of you know, but I felt like the Strawberries Landing was more that group was just a bunch of guys that never even got together. But this well, is a we family. never saw them. I, yeah. never saw I, them I was up there. there for two years, and they were I there. I've never see seen them. I think I, we seen somebody one time, and they were leaving. Yeah. yeah. Seemed like they came up there and got something one yeah. time and just yeah. left. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I pretty much had the place to myself. I mean, yeah. I, could bring, I could have brought any 10 people, and nobody – actually, I think I had it yeah. at, some, <laughs> at some point. So, uh, With but, both mattresses on the floor. Yeah. Right. Just don't go in the other room. We never <laughs> slept in the camp much. <laughs> just cooked breakfast. Well, um, with only one bathroom, you really didn't have a lot of options. No. Oh, man. Well, I don't no. even want to talk about that bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that seat. We, uh, we will tell so stories <laughs> about it. Yeah, anyway. That we, seat we was not made for a grown man to mm-hmm. position himself on. No, I can tell you that. Just a small child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway... So we uh we kind of started getting things established. I mean, we we got our own bunk beds. We were high classing it, and that's when we started kind of making the place ours. We got I a guess. television. We got a TV. Um, we figured out how to rig up 
um, a box off of Mr. Joe's system. We could watch some games up there. Sure we got some pots and pans up we there. We got pots and pans. Did a lot less Gary, hunting, I think, yeah. after all. I think Gary Wayne was having a yard sale, and we yeah. picked up all the pots and pans that BB was all throwing out. <laughs> right. BB was like, we're not using these anymore. Like, duck Perfect. camp material. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of when, when we started, you know, getting everything together up there and pretty much was making it ours. And, man, the times we had. It was – awesome and we could uh, we could sit here for just hours and hours and hours and oh tell stories man. about it and never never but that's get everybody's done camp you know yeah. what i'm saying oh yeah. so i mean it, it was it was special and i mean it's it nothing still unique. Is. It's, it's you know it's nothing unique you know with a hunt camp. everybody's got their own charbros i guess you that's could right say. you know whether it's you know in mississippi louisiana arkansas wherever it is everybody's got their own you know go yeah, but as long as it's family i feel like that's yeah. that's a big part you know yeah and i mean we um we had we had some good times back then, and then, you know, we we brought in. I guess we got up to how many members? Just us back then. It was ten. Yeah, ten or eleven. I think it was 12. more than that. May have been twelve. Well, it, it, I think one year we had thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Because we we would we loved getting guys that didn't want to come hunt. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> the good money. You know? <laughs> but yep, we made sure that those guys had a great hunt. Mm-hmm. The one time they yeah. came, you know, <laughs> so. Well, I know I've told this story about maybe six or eight podcasts. Going, we were actually talking about it the other day, so you know exactly which one I'm going to bring up. I know what you're <laughs> So I was always trying to – I was one of these guys that would like – when something new would come out, I would always look at it and be like, man, that's going to be the winning ticket right there. So I I don't know how I found it. It was one of the little shaker weight things that uh, you know had looked like the quarter on little one side. Quivers. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a quiver magnet, I think yeah. is what they called it. And uh, so I think it was opening weekend. Great up cold it was. And, <laughs> Judd, I'm just loving seeing your face right now. <laughs> so I think I even came into the camp. I filled the sink up with water. Yeah, absolutely. And I had uh, I brought the um, the first uh, Higdon butt. Yep. Uh, yeah, pulsating, pulsating butt. Pulsating yeah, butt. yeah. We it, were like, weighed, we're it weighed about thirty. It weighed about thirty pounds. Yeah, right. Had a. 12 volt battery in it car battery car, yeah, yeah. Felt like it yeah and um so anyway i got to the camp everybody's sitting around you know bringing their stuff in we we're probably maybe cooking supper and i set that magnet into that water i'm like boys y'all come here and look at this see those ripples i mean they're gonna go out 50 yards <laughs> so i had i tied a string and a weight to it and i had maybe three feet two feet i don't remember what it was not enough no, not enough <laughs> 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 so we strike out the next morning and um, we un- un- unlocked the P-Row, or we may have took it in that morning. I don't remember. Judge, like he always is, every morning he's a man in the P-Row. Everybody else get everything else together, hang his gun up, whatever. And uh, slips out there, throws all the decoys out. I think you may have put your Higdon out there, get it get it going. and I might have even slowly put it down. Probably I did. So then I hand Judd the quiver magnet. I'm like, just ease it down. Because, I mean, I never knew. I don't think we ever knew how deep it was out there. We just knew the mud was so oh, bad. Oh, the mud was so bad out there. I mean, as far as the water, we never knew the depth of the water. But, um, <clears throat> so I remember handing it to Judd, like, all right, just ease it down into the water now. Make sure that it's going to float that weight. And uh, Judd paddles on out there, I don't know, 20, yeah, 30 I, I yards. Yeah, I even asked, where do you want me to put yeah, it? Yeah, where do you want this thing? Like, right there in between those those couple decoys and... Douche. And he it. looks at me about like my son will look at me when he knows he done something he shouldn't have, <laughs> and he just looks at me. 
And I'm not going to exactly say what I said then, but I said, I'll be dang. <laughs> oh, and man. I think you just spun that P-Row yeah. on around and went and did something else. And I'm just still sitting there. I'm just sitting there looking. <laughs> Trying to wait I for just turned to come my headlamp away from him. I didn't want to look at his face anymore. My know. $25 or whatever that I scratched up to get that thing just went to the bottom of the great up hole. I told him, I said, well, I guess we're going to have to wait till the summer to get that. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably still shaking to this well, day. You know, yeah. I, I, I guess I just uh, – I guess I thought it was a lot shallower right there for some reason. I mean, because we did have a friend right there in that area about go under. We he, you know, he thinks he's, you know, Superman, right? And, yeah, I'm gonna uh, get him to tell that story. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll leave that, that one alone. But anyway, yeah. So, so the the quiver magnet, you know, I I just dropped it like any other decoy, and you know that piro. If you got to lean over the side a little bit, I guess <laughs> you're gonna tip over. That thing was you had to balance yourself pretty good, you know. Yep. But um. I sure did. I dropped that thing, and I ain't seen it since. <laughs> Me either. Well, I probably, you know, I might get you a good Christmas present this year. Another one. That'd be a good one. Well, and, and go back later. on that. That's back when money was really tight. Oh man. So yeah, I mean, I was. Yeah. If you spent fifty dollars on a decoy, yeah. you had spent a man, lot I had of done money. Something. You know, I always waited my birthday and Christmas to get stuff mm. and yeah. just accumulate. You know. And speaking of decoys, I know Gary mentioned the other day. Talking about how we were hunting back then and what we had. I mean, we had some of the cheapest junk you could find. We had decoys that you had for probably 12 years. Oh, I I, I had gotten decoys from 94 from my uncle, <laughs> Dwayne Bankston. And we, I remember the first time we, went, we head, got them out man. of a trash bag. <laughs> yeah. 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 And do y'all remember the decoy we had? Uh, yep, I do. I where got it is he? Or it's she? at the house. What, was, it, was it a he or she? I couldn't remember. Called it a ruddy duck, yeah. but I think it was actually a blue wing. Yeah, blue wing. Wing. <laughs> we just called it. We called it ruddy though. Oh, ruddy! We yeah. took that thing that's with it. us every hunt that we went to, and that's it, our problem. I think now we haven't, I haven't thought about that. <laughs> yeah, we it always used, it always sat right there by us. We would put it as the closest decoy to us. It we was put, kind of our, you know, we never charm. killed a blue wing teal, but we took him with us everywhere every we went. <laughs> The things that that blue wing saw. Oh, it saw some killings, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Ain't no telling what it heard either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good thing it can't talk. <laughs> That's right. But we all shot 870 shotguns. Yep. We had maybe $15 worth of decoys. Maybe. I and, didn't have uh, any money. You remember that jerk cord? It had, I remember it had a pencil on the end. It had a dumb, like a five-pound dumbbell yeah. and a pencil that you That's right. With. I, we did. We put a pencil and a dumbbell. Yeah, and it, it was laid out of like quarter-inch rope. Yeah, sure did. Man, and it was tangled up every thing, time you went to put time. it out. It took 30 minutes to get that thing and untangled. You know, you, you loop them through your decoy, and we had duct tape on it. <laughs> That's right. right. The duct taped them. Yeah. <laughs> Kill where the swivel goes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, or where people now have and you should see those things, man. They look, they look like a truck flipping over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> made a ripple. Made it, it oh, it did. Yeah, made it to bring it. Back. It might. Well, we could, but I mean, you know. Also, <laughs> I wonder how many actually flared off that thing too. But oh, it's know. no telling. Oh man, there were so many ducks in that. I'll guarantee you, it was more flared off of it than it was that shaker decoy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Since it never Absolutely. technically saw daylight, it was still down there shaking for at least an hour or two. I bet, and you know, it finally the bubbles just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> So y'all, y'all could actually see the no, bubble. I'm just messing. No, I'm just no. it, it was gone. Yeah, I it think was, it died as soon as it, it was, went under. It was gone. Uh, I remember one morning. It was about the same time frame. You and I were up there together. It may have been that next morning after we we heard the pigs, but it was you and I together. And um, 
we were sitting there, and we had a group of gadwall come in. It must have been 20 of them. And, uh, and I remember they just piled. We were in that little left left pocket of Button Willis. Mm-hmm. They piled in there, and we smoked them down. I mean, they were right there in front. I remember I had three shots in my shotgun, and I killed three guys. I think and we, we probably killed six. Yeah, we killed six out of that group. Man, that was just. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, that hole, man, you could you could sink 20 to 30 gavel at a time in that sucker. I mean, yep. they, just, they just didn't care. But, they I bet hunt, you, they, but we wouldn't kill a duck. We killed ducks right there at first, but you had to be there at 9 o'clock. Yeah. That was when the big group started showing up. Yeah, it was about we killed o'clock. a lot of pairs and stuff like that. But nine o'clock, nine to twelve was just, you know, they come in from to loaf and yeah. just to just to hang out. And you know, every time we hunted that thing, we hunted the wrong wind. It didn't matter, man. Every time, yeah. I mean, people. Well, there saw, was no other option. No, I mean, you, you didn't. Have, you once they got into the trees, they were coming mm-hmm. on in there anyway. And uh, it was some magical moments there that. Um, at that at that hole, man, it was it was some times I won't forget just sitting there. And yeah, I've looked at it every year since then. And we, and we well, hadn't hadn't been able to hunt it like you know. It's, it's, no, I it's, bet you last what five six years. Yeah, we had the vegetation. Maybe it's just you know it's it's been retired. <laughs> nobody. Well, can it, hunt it's it. seen a lot of ducks get killed there. I know that. Well, I mean, like there's a hole right across the street from it, man. I know we've talked about more than once going in there and spraying it or going in there and trying to cut it out or right. clean it up, and you know it just never has, never Somebody. has happened yet. So I'm yeah. hoping with all this flood that we had up there, um, that uh, absolutely it, it didn't have any done. vegetation. Oh, I'm grow. definitely going to look at it. Absolutely, without a doubt, I would. I would love for another hunt in there. One thing about that hole, I want to, I want to. I know nobody's going to believe me, but I don't hey, know who was. Before you go off on that this year, would it have been any of the backwater in that hole? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It oh, yeah. may not have the vegetation this year. It, should. it, it should. may it's, actually it's be clean this year. It, it stayed flooded it. for months in there. But there was an old blind across from there that yep. you, you need right. to be there. That's the spot. But I don't know, man. We never went there. No. I don't it's know just how. such a long walk I mean, I don't. There. You, had, you had that cut coming out the north side. I don't know how they got there. See, the Buttonwoods wasn't there across from it. Probably right. when guys were hunting it. And yeah. they could, you know, swing all the way to the east or but back to the west. But, you know, go back and, and add to that, you know, that was before Google Earth and yeah. different ways that you could That's find right. holes. You know, That's you right. had to actually go in there and yeah, you go scout. You yeah. couldn't just ride around. Yeah. And well, a deer hunter is the only way told Anybody us about found it. Out about I mean, it. Scotty, yeah. yeah, he said there were some ducks down there on the first big slough on the left, and we went down there and looked at it. And you know, we had we talked to a lot of deer hunters up there. Oh, yeah, we'd always every time we seen one, we'd the ask them. That, you yeah. know, yeah, those are the guys that tell you because they don't care about about a duck. Well, I'm pretty sure the first year I got in, most of the extra scouting we did was from the guys that were just deer hunters in the camp mm-hmm. that would come back and go, "Well, I was hunting over at so and so, and there was a you know there was a mm-hmm. big group." Okay, good deal. Where That's did you right. park at? That's yeah. right. Because I remember us back then, we would try to find, you know, winter maps and, and things. We yeah, had some help. maps at the camp, mm-hmm. but we would uh, – I remember me and you going to Scott Lindsay's office one day and trying to get some get some maps from up yeah, there. Yeah, Panther. Yeah, that was Panther. Panther then. Swamp, we were yeah. trying to get some stuff in just to, just to explore And Panther options. was a, a great place to duck hunt too, but – you know, we could we, we, we'll just leave that alone. For now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what, what I wanted to tell you about the uh, the Great Oak Hole, I don't know who was with me that morning, but I killed a snow goose in that. Me hole. and you, was yeah, you with me? Was y'all too? Was it? 
I don't know. It was just crazy. It was a group about 20 Gadwall and it then was, a snow goose. Well, we were we, sitting there, if I remember correctly. we correct, worked that group. We, we, were, right. we were working that group of Gadwall. And um, something white, you know, you had that big cypress tree over here to our left. And you were sitting there watching them Gadwall, you know, they worked back toward the road like they would always do. And then something white just went across. And I thought it was a crane. Well, then it made a loop around that tree. And I'm really like, Judd, 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 <laughs> Judd. And that snow goose just sailed out there and landed right in the middle of a cypress slough. Yep. And we, he was probably we counted what, down. 60 yards. Yeah, we counted I down. I bet he was 60 yards. Yeah. We're like, we finna shoot him. Well, I was shooting three and a half at that time. Yeah, I had three inch in my 870. And we get him lined up. One, two, three. boom, 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 boom. However many six shots is. I don't know how many I just fired <laughs> off there. Six. 73. <laughs> and uh, he kind of just folded over a little bit, and then he got like a second win. And, and I remember you, like, piled over into the P-Row, and there you go. And y'all went out to the right over there to where all those thick buttonwoods were, and I lost sight of Judd. Oh, it's he's, a long ways over there. He's gone. And this snow goose is, like, limping. Like, it'd fly about 10 yards, fall into the water, and he's gone. So I'm, like, just sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, <laughs> Judd, boom, boom, boom. Like, well, he's still alive. And then I just said, Judd. Boom, boom, boom. I think I, yes, shot $30 <laughs> worth of shells. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> he went on a paid hunt when I shot him. Yeah. Probably every time he shot the P-Row went backwards. Oh, I guarantee <laughs> it was. And so it wasn't maybe two or three minutes. I seen some of the bushes moving over, and there he comes. And I, I still got that picture. Yeah, man. But when you paddled back up in between those two little buttons where we were sitting, you were holding that snow goose up, and I was like, is this normal? And you're like, no. <laughs> That's why he I went to that I, extreme. Right. I don't think I've ever seen a snow goose to that moment, to that moment up close. Never, especially if you've ever seen one in a cypress slough. That's right. I mean, out in the middle. Not, of, I mean, there might be guys that do it regularly. And I, don't I don't know. know. I'm, out in the middle of Delta National Forest, I'd say it's probably pretty rare. And I'm sure they have done it because they were thirsty and flew <laughs> 600 miles and yeah. said, I need a drink. And they, that was the first hole they saw. That looks like a great spot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. That was uh, that was pretty cool. But I remember um, we would leave the decoy. So there was a there was a hollowed out cypress tree. It went mm-hmm. far from where we'd tie the boat up, and we would leave the decoys in there, cover them up with moss and limbs and everything, and yeah. we'd slip right back in there, uncover them, throw them out, and man, we'd we'd get after it. It was uh, it was good times up there, man. And then. You know, we started venturing off to, to other areas, and, and not really because we wasn't killing ducks. I think we just wanted to go somewhere different. Somewhere different. That's right. Because I remember you um you went on a <clears throat> bachelor trip or something. Yep. And um, Down in, actually, Mandible, where Shedler lives now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and one of our buddies we started hunting with, Matt Duggar, told you about hunting Mahana. And, uh, and that right. pretty much turned us on to that. And Yeah, because, I mean, the first, like, three times I went, we killed limits, and I was like, <laughs> Okay, this well, is good. this is nice. And then Jeremy started coming, and man, we got we got a really fun story about uh, Pooter with the, the first time we went as a yeah, group with a group. Mm. Remember with the car battery? And was that was that our, same, was that was that our very first time hunting. Yeah. That's all of us very first that's time. That, right? That's what, I tried it without Duggar. That's right. That's yeah. right. Before I ever went, we went Duggar. up there without a draw. Mm-hmm. We went on standby. standby. And if you remember right that morning, we had an opportunity to go to a blind on private land we did right. and we said no we're gonna go to mahana down omega road yep yep and i remember we get in there and that was like we didn't know nothing about that place no. oh, you'd hunted up there with duggar and we didn't know anything else 
And we're like, 19, yeah, we, that's a that's, good spot. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Worst spot Let's on the go place. To 19. We went over there. Never been back since. And I remember we had to wait till it got daylight to even know where the water was on that place. And we floated. Every, and for Nobody whatever, gives you any nice advice when you're at those places. No, it's, <laughs> you're going to rough it till you that's figure right. it out. That's yeah. right. We waited across that old bar pit or whatever it was, and we, for whatever reason, had to bring a mallard machine with us that used a 12-volt vehicle battery. <laughs> I think we pulled it out of the car that morning. Maybe. <laughs> so we towed that and however many decoys. We had to wait till it got daylight, I remember. We killed one shoveler that day. Oh, my oh that was horrible. So we walked. I remember me and, me and Pooter were talking about the, the late Jason Pyle, one of our good buddies, passed away in 2014. But anyway, we get out there. And me and him sit at where we walked across that bar pit. Me and him stand right there. Y'all two go look for water. And I remember y'all finally said, all right, we need to hunt up here. So it was probably, what, 7.30 before we yeah, ever right, stepped yeah. foot at where we're going to hunt. Yeah. So I grabbed whatever I had and said, Pooter, we'll carry everything up so you get that car battery. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably 350 yards we uh, walked down that low that turn. In the mud now. Yeah. Not just hard ground. It was and we were walking and huffing and puffing. And I remember looking back at one point. He's probably 200 yards behind us, taking about six-inch steps. Baby steps. <laughs> Toting that car battery. <laughs> did, did he leave that car battery? I can't remember. No, we brought it up there. Yeah. And he – I can't remember. I'm not going to repeat exactly what he said. <laughs> but he said something to the effect that the Army doesn't have to do crap like this. <laughs> if I remember correctly, it was the blankety-blank Marines. Yeah. Some, he said they don't have to do crap like, like this. this. That's funny. So I remember us getting set up, and we killed one shoveler. And we took walk right back out of there. And I don't think we hunted Mahana again to maybe the next year. <laughs> Two or three years later. <laughs> yeah. Been there, done that. That's why that nobody, that's why people come out of state and then they go there and they say, I ain't uh, going back there that. again. And I remember you and I, I think it was probably the same year, we wanted to go try Howard Miller. That's right. That's what was so windy that day. Yep. We took your little boat out there because mm-hmm. we was going to get one in rice units, get the boat and like the tractor tire. That's right. You know, cut through there. We were going to get in there, and we was going to kill them. <laughs> and, man. That's, isn't that kind of how that works? We're just going to slam oh, on yeah. It's on yeah, every The wind time. must have been blowing at least 30 miles an hour. Absolutely. I even went and bought a – I said, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and buy me a, one of these new It was a square. Side. It was a square, square shot. shot. Three and a Blind half. side, I guess. Last yeah, day of the right. season, yeah. I said, I'm mm-hmm. going to just wear them out with this stuff. We was that up, there or was that at Mahana? That no, that was, was that. that, that was there? Because okay. we went we to the Napa, the, store, the Napa store. And, yeah. and you must have paid $35. I did. For that box. <laughs> I was like, it's the last day. I don't care. <laughs> We're going to slaughter them, so I'm, right. going, I'm going all out. We That's get right. out there, and I remember killing a mallard that morning. Well, First duck that come in. Yeah, I shot him down. and then I can see him right now. I know exactly what, yeah. And then I was laying in the boat. Like, I, I laid down in That's it. That's right. And um, from then on, every duck that come through, I boom, boom, We, we should have killed our limit. I missed every duck the rest of the day. And finally, I just put my gun down. I said, Judd, you kill them all. <laughs> I don't even know if we killed another I duck. I didn't kill day. a duck that morning. I couldn't hit I shot two boxes of shells. <laughs> $70. <worth>. Right. <laughs> I, hit, I couldn't hit nothing. And again, that was a time where you spent 70 bucks. You wondered how you going to get gas to get That's back right. We didn't That's have nobody right. back then. That's right. Not that we have any now, but I back then we sure I know that. <laughs> Buying a 30-something dollar box of shells when I was 18, yeah. know, whatever, 20. Uh, I, I don't, don't know. know what we were, but, man, that was some times. That was some times, no doubt. And, Gary Wayne, that was about the 
So when did y'all go in there and and the time that you forgot your gun? So a little backstory on that. The first hunt, duck hunt I ever went on, Judd took me. And we was at his house around the campfire. Yeah. And we got to talking. He said, hey, come duck hunt with me. So I went and bought a pair of waders. We went to uh, to the camp to go duck hunting. And we had two holes. I'm not going to tell you where they are because they're my pride and joy. <laughs> I, that was the holes that I loved. We got to hunt them last year. We did. And I didn't. We didn't kill a duck, but I loved every minute no, of just being there. Oh, absolutely. Last year, did we? Not in that one. But anyway, <clears throat> we called them 18 and 19. So I get up with Judd. We leave, get to the camp, 11, 12 o'clock. And I'm like, all right, so what do we need to do? So we get all our stuff out of the truck to get into camp. Then we put all our stuff back in the truck to go hunting. And it's probably, what, 1.30, 2 o'clock? I didn't waiters to get too cold. Yeah. <laughs> Judd said, we need to go for somebody beats us there. I'm like, do what? Yeah. <laughs> so we get our, all our eggs in a basket. We get in the truck and uh, head to the hole. And uh, he said, we're going to go to hole 19. And we go up the road, go up the highway, and we turn off on a little gravel road. And we get there. And he said, pull in there. We pulled in there. And uh, so we're sitting there. And he says, I think you hear a truck coming. So we get out, get all our crap on. Run down to the hole, and it is completely ice. The time you get over the levee, it's nothing but ice. Hmm. So it's probably, what, 3.30, 3.45. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I was just like, you know, what do we do now? <clears throat> and uh, he's like, well, we got to get in there. So we get the decoy bag and start busting ice, making a trail in there. We're busting and busting and busting and busting. And it's, you know hindsight 2020 it's only about 150 200 yards down there but it seemed like it was a mile <laughs> oh, busting ice with that, wet, that bag so we get all the way to the hole and then we had the other problem we had is the hole was full of ice so we go out there and we bust all that and uh so <clears throat> we get all the ice busted and by this time it's daylight and we're like well, we gotta throw decoys out so we get the the bag of decoys and dump them out, and every decoy <laughs> is tangled together in a ball. It's breaking oh. daylight. Mallards are everywhere. And mallards <laughs> are everywhere. <laughs> so we start untangling decoys, <laughs> and then they try to start laying yeah. in a hole, so we get pocket knife. And we finally said, yeah. Yeah. We cut the de- cut the strings. I think we got the. I think they're not going to float off. There's so much. To yeah. it. <laughs> it was like a ball of yarn. Is they're what we had. They're stuck in ice. And um, couldn't feel your hands. Yeah. Sharp objects. <laughs> so we threw them in there, and we killed. I think one limit that morning, maybe two mallards and the rest wood ducks, and the hole froze back over. I popped a hole in my waders. Anyway, first hunt. Went back the next day. Got a little smarter. Went in there, and busted a hole. A circle in the hole and mm-hmm. got the ice and pushed up under the other ice. Yeah, they just stuck together. Yeah, we we killed two limits of mallards that morning. Absolutely. So uh, that's kind of a little backstory to hole nineteen, and uh, what you were asking was my story about yeah Jason right when you forgot your gun yeah when I forgot my gun that time so and I think <laughs> this was the same morning that y'all killed a snow goose at the y'all Greater Pole. Y'all were at eighteen. We were at nineteen. We were at nineteen. Yeah. 19. Okay. And uh, so me and Jason get all our stuff in the truck, and we go to the hole. That's right, they were. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, by that time, I bought a little 10-foot boat. We put all our stuff in the boat. And 
Go all the way down in a hole, get oh, everything. X flies. Like, yeah, the X flies. A little ten foot aluminum boat that we painted. Has X's all over. Yeah. It, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake weld everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but it worked. That's right. But uh, so we get all our decoys out. We get set up. I go back to the boat to get my gun, and my gun is gone. And I remember, I left my gun at the camp. <laughs> and so. Pooter's just like, well, what are we going to do? And I said, well, we, we can't leave, so, you know, we're you going both, hunt. You both got a license. <laughs> so we're sitting there, we're hunting, it breaks daylight, and a few wood ducks come in, and I think he kills like one or two. And uh, we go, we, we're hunting, and uh, he says, I'm cold. And I was like, well, you want to leave? No, I'm going to go walk around. So he just takes off walking. And about the time he gets out of sight and out of hearing, about – I don't know, 20 mallards just come in and just drop straight in the hole. And here I am by myself with no gun, <laughs> 20 mallards in the hole. Bird watching. Looking at the decoys. <laughs> they sure are pretty. So about that time it's I hear. amazing how they know. <laughs> Jason comes back. All the ducks just get up and leave. And he gets to the hole. He says, you see anything? I was like, well, there was 20 ducks in the hole whenever you started walking back. <laughs> Well, man. So about that time, you know, you hear that sound that they coming back. So we start. I start calling because he didn't know how to call, and I didn't want him to call. I start <laughs> calling, <laughs> and uh, he's shooting eleven hundred left-handed, two and three quarters special, two and three quarters. That's yeah, right. yep, yeah. And anyway, I, I call and call, and you know the mallards they come in, and he kills uh, a drake and a hen that day. And the, the the thing about it was, is that was his first mallard and first pair of mallards to ever kill. And that was my first mallards to call in by myself. Yeah, that's ever. awesome. <laughs> so that was a really good memory. Really yeah. good memory. And I, I, that, that hole was just always. Oh, yeah. If I if there's water into it, I don't care if it's springtime. I'm going to it. You know, that's just, <laughs> that's right. that's just my spot, you know. And it's yep. a great spot. It Absolutely. Is. It is. We got to. uh we got to kill a few in there this past year. The water got out and flooded because you know they don't they don't pump anything anymore up there, and that's a different story for <laughs> well, another day. But <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll go into that on next one. Um, but anyway, well, guys, I enjoyed it. We're gonna we're gonna pick this back up. Uh, on no doubt, episode. this has been a blast. We're we'll running out of time here. Good, but time. Uh, yeah, thank y'all, everybody. We hope y'all enjoyed this episode of Outdoor Country Talk with Jacob and Jeremy. God bless. God bless y'all. Got the windows dying, I got the radio on